my friend, I have a favor to ask. I'm running as a hero in the 2023 St. Jude Memphis Marathon weekend. St. Jude heroes are runners who fundraise while they train for their race. And I am proud to be a part of this nationwide alliance against childhood cancer. I want to help make sure that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food, so they can focus solely on helping their child live. Your donation, no matter the size, will help. Will you help me reach my fundraising goal? Please visit my fundraising page to show your support at fundraising.stjude.org slash go to slash Donita J. That's D-O-N-I-T-A-J. There's a link in the show notes. I can't thank you enough for helping the kids of St. Jude. What kind of bike do I need to participate in a triathlon? If I'm going to buy a bike, what kind of bike should I get? Today, I'm answering these questions because I get asked this a lot. We're going to start a three-part series on triathlon cycling. I'm going to relieve some of your worries and guide you through what you really need to know about the bike for training and racing. So let's get started with episode 11 of the official triathlete podcast. Hey, this is Danita. Some people know me as a nurse, a leader, and health expert. Others know me as a coach, race official, and seasoned triathlete. But at the end of the day, I'm simply a friend with a mission. I want to help you transform your life. I don't have all the answers, but I will always find a way to give you solutions. My goal isn't to help millions. My goal is to help you. So welcome to the official triathlete podcast, where you will learn about all things triathlon broken down into bite-sized pieces. We discuss basics, how-tos, mindset, and how we blend life demands with fitness goals. I'm so glad you're here. Go check out my free Couch to Finish Line roadmap at trynursecoaching.com. And while you're there, get in touch and let me know what questions or topic ideas you have. After all, this show is for you. Enjoy! Hello, my friends and fellow athletes. Thanks for tuning in. I'm so grateful that you're here. First off, I apologize for missing a week. I had some major technical difficulties, but please forgive me. I am still learning. After all, we are on only episode 11. Now, before I talk about bikes, I like to start with a little message from my Train With Heart program. It's my mission to transform the whole athlete. So heart not only develops and prepares the body for improved athletic performance, but aims to optimize the whole person through healing, empowerment, awareness, reflection, and transformation. So each episode, we start with a short message centered around one of these elements. Today, we are going to discuss healing. Have you heard the saying, what doesn't kill me will only make me stronger? Here's a little secret about me. I have this tattooed on my side. It's a constant reminder for me because I believe it to be true. So if this rings true for you, even just a little bit, You can apply the expression to any emotional setback you experience. Each challenge can serve as both a learning tool and a growing experience if you let it. Whatever your situation, it's possible to take action and enable you to feel less overwhelmed by these emotions. The route you take to healing can help you gain valuable benefits from your challenging experiences. Try these tips to triumph over emotional setbacks and get back to the happy, healthy life you're accustomed to. Number one, help someone in need. Life is hard, and we all struggle at times. Chances are, if you spend time trying to help a person out of the slump that they're in, you'll feel fulfilled and capable. 
In turn, this will help you rise above your own emotional setback. Emphasize their strengths. Show them that they have what it takes to overcome. Provide the emotional support they need. A listening ear can do wonders. Number two, sign up for a project or a triathlon. Sometimes putting aside your personal feelings and focusing on a worthy cause or a big event can help you heal without even knowing it. Disconnect from the source of your emotional downfall and focus on making a positive impact elsewhere. Put your heart into your new project so that your emotions are engaged in something other than your sadness. And number three, confront your issue. Beyond all else, the most effective way to get over emotional setbacks is to look the issue right in the face. That way, you can handle the issue for what it really is. Sometimes coming to terms with an unfortunate reality is the best remedy. Take a step back and look at yourself. Which of your untapped resources can you use to turn your dilemma into a beneficial situation? Are you sitting on a talent you never explored? We're all designed to feel emotions, both good and bad, but we're also made to learn from them and allow them to connect us to our true purpose in life. You're no different. Embrace your emotions for what they are. Accept them. Then move forward, knowing that what you learn now will help sustain you through a lifetime of challenges and joys. This week, I am starting a three-part series on triathlon cycling. When I started writing this episode in response to some of the most common questions I get asked, I realized I needed to spread it out over a few episodes so I could thoroughly answer. Today, we are going to discuss the most essential questions I get asked. When people first get started in triathlon, one of the first questions is about the bike. What kind of bicycle do I have to have to do a triathlon? The answer is actually very simple. Ride what you have or what you can borrow. If you've been listening to this podcast, you will have heard me say several times that I borrowed a road bike for my first triathlon because I didn't have one. I had decided that I wanted to do a triathlon, so I signed up for the Hub City Hustle down in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Now, I'm usually a big planner and have most details worked out before I jump into something new. But for whatever reason this time, and being the determined person that I am, I just signed up and decided I would figure out the details as I went. After a few days, I realized, well, dang, I guess I got to get a bike. I should at least ride one a few times before the race. That race at that time was a third of a mile swim, a 16 and a half mile bike, and a three mile run. I actually had no clue what I was getting myself into. I had been a competitive swimmer um, 15 years earlier. I had sort of started running after my dad trained for a marathon. And we all know how to ride a bike, right? Yeah, so I went down to the local bike shop because I thought I could buy a bike for like one or $200. Yep, I was so wrong. And I left disappointed. I mean, I was a single mom working two jobs. I didn't exactly have the money to spend. I certainly didn't have thousands of dollars. But I decided to go back to the shop with an open mind and see if there were other options. I will say that I was blessed that day. For some reason, the owner took a liking to me. I think he saw my genuine desire to give it a try, but was compassionate about my circumstance. And he probably had a long-term plan, which did work out in his favor, by the way. He said that he would allow me to borrow one of the old bikes in his shop if I would come to a few small group rides that he hosted. Oh my God, I was so scared to do that. But the alternative was either pull out of the race or spend money I didn't have to buy one. So I sucked it up and did it. 
I showed up to a few Saturday mornings with a few other beginner riders and rode eight or 10 miles on his old bike, and I got to know him. After building a little friendship, when race day came, he let me take that old bike to the race with me. He said he wanted me to enjoy myself and enjoy the race, and if I liked triathlon when I was done with the race, he would look for a bike that I could afford. I mean, holy cow, that was so awesome. Well, guess what happened? I loved triathlon. And when I gave him back his bike, he started researching what bikes he could get that were affordable enough for me. So I saved a little money and I purchased my first tri bike from him. If you don't have a bike and aren't ready to purchase one, check around, ask your friends, see if you can borrow one or look for a place that rents bicycles. People show up to triathlons with all kinds of different bikes. Many people have mountain bikes or hybrids, and that's perfectly fine. I've seen cruisers, BMX-type bikes, fat tire bikes, touring bikes, and of course, road bikes and triathlon bikes. Basically, you can ride any kind of bicycle. The only rule for the type of bicycle is that it has to be human-powered only. So no e-bikes, as in no electrical cyst. Sorry. As long as the rider makes forward progress with only human power, you're good. That even means that if you have to, you can walk while pushing or carrying your bike. It happens. If you can make the cutoff time by walking or running while pushing your bike, you can do it. That may sound silly, but let me give you some examples. Let's say you're climbing a hill and even after you've used all your gears, you just don't have enough momentum to keep climbing. You can get off your bike and push it the rest of the way up that hill. Happened to me at the infamous Barlow Hill at Ironman, Wisconsin. Even though I practiced hills while training, Barlow was steep and long. We even took a trip to Wisconsin a few months before race day so I could practice that specific hill. But I just couldn't make it all the way up. And I wasn't alone. If only I had a picture of the many athletes climbing that hill during the race. It was a toughie. So I climbed on the bike as far as I could go until I ran out of momentum and gears and ended up going so slow my bike wouldn't stay upright. Off I came and alongside the maybe 50 other people that were trying to climb the hill at that moment, I pushed my bike up that hill. Funny sight too with all of us duck walking in our bike shoes. Wondering what that means? When you wear bike shoes that clip into pedals, there's a cleat under the balls of your feet. So when you try to walk in the shoes, your toes are kind of pointed up and it looks like a duck walk. No worries though, we all do it and we all look silly. Another scenario might be from mechanical issues. I have seen athletes that have crashed, making their bikes inoperable, that just pick their bikes up and carry them, hoping they can make it to the cutoff in time to finish the race. It happens. People do that. And they finish. So don't let anything stop you. At least give it a go. But what if you are in the market for a new bike? What should you get? As far as triathlon goes, you will want to choose between a road bike and a triathlon bike. Both of these bikes are designed to be fast and efficient. Their frames are lightweight, the tires are narrow, and they are designed to give you a more powerful riding position. Bikes are made from different materials like steel, aluminum, titanium, carbon fiber. It actually does make a difference to have a lighter bike, but the price is higher with the more premium materials. However, both the road bike and the tri bike have smaller frames than other types of bikes. Riding on narrow tires also makes a huge difference in speed and efficiency. While wider tires, like on a mountain bike, are more comfortable since you will feel less of the bumps, cracks, and debris you ride over, 
you will be working a little harder and probably going a little slower than if you had narrow tires. This is due to the rolling resistance. The wider the tire, the more it grips the ground, but the more resistance you have to push through. Plus, narrow tires are more aerodynamic, which reduces wind drag. Deciding between a road bike or a triathlon bike ultimately depends on your cycling goals and the type of riding you plan to do. Road bikes are generally more versatile and suitable for a variety of riding styles. They have a more upright riding position, making them more comfortable for longer rides. They typically have a wider range of gears, which makes them suitable for climbing hills and riding in a variety of terrains. Road bikes are also generally more affordable than triathlon bikes. On the other hand, triathlon bikes are designed specifically for the sport of triathlon and are optimized for speed and aerodynamics. They have a more aggressive riding position with the rider leaning forward to reduce wind resistance and increase speed. Triathlon bikes typically have aero bars, deep section wheels, and other features that make them faster and more efficient for long, flat rides. If you are primarily interested in road cycling, recreational riding, or commuting, then a road bike may be the better choice. However, if you are primarily interested in training for triathlons or you're interested in competing in time trials, then a tri-bike may be the more suitable option. Both are great options for triathlon, though. Ultimately, the best bike for you depends on your specific needs and preferences. Some things to consider. A tri-bike is quite specific to triathlon or time trial riding. The bike is designed with aero bars and what are typically called base bars or bullhorns. One of the key differences in road bike handlebars and tri-bike handlebars is that on a road bike, your shifters and brakes are together in one piece. On a tri-bike, your brakes are on the base bar and your shifters are on the aero bars. The drawback to this is that your ability to quickly brake is delayed on a tri-bike because if you are in aero position, your hands are in a different spot than where your brakes are located. The benefit is that the tri-bike is designed to get the rider in a more aggressive and aerodynamic position And by having the shifters on the aero bars, the athlete can stay in that position while working their gears to maximize speed and efficiency. Here's a more detailed description of the handlebars of both. A road bike will have drop handlebars. The tops are flat and narrow, extending from the stem. This provides a comfortable grip when riding in an upright position, especially when climbing or riding at a slower pace. The hoods are the section located just below the brake levers. They provide a comfortable grip for the rider's hands when riding in a more relaxed position, such as when riding on level ground. The drops are the curved section of the handlebars that extend down and away from the stem. They are used when the rider wants to get into a more aerodynamic position, such as when descending or riding at high speeds. The drop handlebars are particularly useful for riders who want to switch between an upright position and an aerodynamic position. The brake levers and shifters are positioned together, giving the rider maximum control over their bike. A tri-bike allows the rider to go faster with less wind resistance. The base bars are the main horizontal bars and are usually flat or slightly curved. The aero bars are the extensions that extend forward from the base bars. They allow the rider to place their arms in a more forward and aerodynamic position, with their elbows resting on cushioned pads, usually made of foam or gel and they may be adjustable to accommodate different arm lengths and shoulder widths. The shifters are levers located at the ends of the aero bars, where they can be easily reached by the rider's fingers. The brake levers are located at the ends of the base bars. 
this means that the brake levers and shifters are two separate components. Aero bars may have additional attachments such as hydration systems or computer mounts. You will see athletes with bottles mounted between their aero bars, sometimes with a straw so they can drink without coming out of aero position or without having to remove their hands from their handlebars. It's a glorious feature on long, hot rides. Some other key features of a triathlon bike include aerodynamic frame geometry, deep section wheels, and a forward-leaning riding position. These features are intended to reduce wind resistance, which can help triathletes to maintain their speed while conserving energy during long rides. There are varying opinions on this, but one of the benefits of this position is the potential to allow your hamstrings to do more of the work on the bike while reducing the workload on your quads and calves, which will save those running muscles. You could also say that the geometry of the bike changes how you are using your muscles. The bottom line, a tri-bike is going to be faster and more efficient for a triathlon. Overall, triathlon bike riding requires a combination of physical fitness, technical skill, and mental focus to perform well. Training and practice are essential to develop the skills and endurance necessary to compete in triathlon, whether you ride a road bike or a tri-bike. A road bike is a bit more suitable for group riding. When riding with cycling groups, it is typically safer to ride with a road bike. If you are riding with a tighter group of riders, you need to be able to maintain speed, shift your gears, and brake quickly if needed. This is more difficult with a tri-bike. In my experience, unless I am riding with a group of triathletes, I do not get into aero position on my tri-bike, which I admit sort of sucks. Riding my tri-bike while having to keep my hands up on the horns where the brakes are is not at all comfortable. A tri-bike is meant for the rider to be laid over the aero bars and in that aero position, not to be sitting upright. I have done it, and my hands and arms are tender by the end. Riding with my triathlon team is different. We are training for triathlon, so we space out so that we are safer while riding in aero position. Simply put, it's just two different styles of riding. The decision between a road bike and a triathlon bike ultimately comes down to your specific needs and preferences as a cyclist. So let's wrap up with four main areas to consider. Number one, purpose. If you plan on primarily using your bike for road racing or long distance road rides, a road bike might be the best option for you. If, on the other hand, you're planning to participate in triathlons, a tri-bike might be a better choice, as it is specifically designed for the demands of triathlon racing. Number two, the fit. Triathlon bikes typically have a more aggressive riding position with a lower handlebar and steeper seat tube angle. This helps you maintain a more aerodynamic posture during the bike leg of a triathlon. If you have a more upright riding position, a road bike might be better for you. Number three, componentry. Triathlon bikes are often equipped with aerodynamic features. This helps maximize speed and efficiency. If you value certain features, a tri-bike might be a better option for you. And number four, cost. Triathlon bikes can be more expensive than road bikes due to their specialized design and components. So if budget is a concern, a road bike might be the better choice. Ultimately, the best bike for you is the one that fits your body, meets your needs, and is within your budget. If you're not sure which option is best for you, it may be a good idea to test ride both road bikes and tri-bikes to get a feel for the difference. Just be aware, if you've never ridden a tri-bike, it is awkward at first because of your position on the bike. 
And there is a learning curve to move your arms and hands from the horns to the arrow bars. But I promise if you go this route, you will quickly adapt. So what is my choice? Well, a tri bike, of course. But this is simply because my bike riding is specifically for multi-sport. I love riding my bike, so I consider myself a cyclist. However, my purpose is triathlon. I do not participate in crit races. If I'm going on log rides, it's typically to train for a triathlon. I like to go straight and flat, and I like to go fast. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the challenge of hills. But since I'm a multi-sport athlete, my hills are prepped for the hills in my races. So I do have a tri-bike. I've had several. Currently, I have a Trek Speed Concept. And here's the silliness. Yes, it is quite common to name our bikes. Mine's name is Beast because he helps me to be a beast. Sometimes I call him Adam. This is probably so crazy to share. Why do I call him Adam? This is so silly. (laughs) My husband has a road bike and her name is Belle. So when we ride our bikes, we ride Belle and Beast or Beauty and Adam or Beauty and the Beast. We did not do that on purpose, by the way. It went a little something like this. He got his road bike years ago and named her Belle. I had a different bike that I crashed on the Natchez Trace. Got seven staples in my head for that one, so please always wear your helmet. It literally saved my life. Well, I totaled that bike and got a new one. It's flat black with a little bit of shiny black paint, and it looks sharp, and it is fast. When I was able to ride again and got on this new bike, it was a beast. So much power. Months later, we realized that I had Beast and my husband had Belle. And so it is, Beauty and the Beast. I was sad to lose my other bike, though. She was Amelia, because we flew together. Silliness, yes, but you see, I think there is a connection you have with your bike. In a triathlon, the majority of your time is spent on the bike portion. And the bicycle is a piece of equipment you rely on, so it's like an extension of yourself. When training for long course races like half or full Ironman, you will get well acquainted with your bike. Shoes, caps, goggles, and other equipment come and go, but your bicycle is with you for a long time. It's an investment. You don't build upon your running shoes. You wear your shoes and you replace them when you need to. Your bike needs maintenance and care. You will clean your bike. You will upgrade components. You will tweak, add to, and make beautiful your bicycle. So, silly or not, If you go down this road, name your bike, embrace it, love it, and take care of it. Hey, by the way, lots of triathletes, even long course athletes, choose road bikes for the versatility. You can even add aero bars and other components to make it very similar to a tri bike. The shifters won't be at the end of the aero bars, but you can mimic the same aero position as a tri bike. That's what my husband does. So I hope this episode gave you the assurance you need to just go out there and do a triathlon. You just want to give it a try. Use the bike you already have or can borrow. And when you love triathlon, which you will, then explore your options for purchasing a new one if that's what you decide to do. There are so many options, brands, components, and materials to choose from. So if you need some help, give me a shout. Next week, we will dive into bike components and gear. What's the deal with clipping into bike pedals? What should you carry with you on the bike? What do you need to ride in cold weather? So I'm looking forward to it. Have a great week. Bye. That's all for now. 
Thanks for tuning in. I want to get to know you, so head over to trynursecoaching.com and sign up for a free 30-minute goal-setting session. There's lots of resources there, including my free Couch to Finish Line Roadmap, where I give you the info you need to finish a sprint triathlon in six weeks with less than four hours a week of training. Check the show notes for links. Love the show? Please subscribe, leave a review, and be sure to tell your friends. And remember, do things that are hard 